It's time now for Money Matters with the Lewis family, Doug, Linda, and Deborah, owners of Lewis Financial Management, a Raleigh-based family-owned financial planning firm providing investment and financial planning advice since 1983. Doug and Deborah are certified financial planners, CFPs, who can answer any of your questions about investments, retirement planning, and estate planning. Why not call Doug, Linda, and Deborah right now at 919-860-9783 with your financial planning questions. That's 919-860-9783. Now, here's Doug, Linda, and Deborah. Investments offered through SFA Inc. Investment advice through Lewis Financial Management. SFA Inc. and Lewis Financial Management are not related entities. And we are the Lewis family, ready to answer your questions tonight. This is Linda Lewis, and thank you for joining us on Money Matters on News Radio 680 WPTF. And I'm Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. And I'm Deborah Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. And we're here to answer your questions for the next hour. Well, Doug, um, financial planning really is everybody's business, isn't it? It is, Linda. There are certain principles. And as the years go on, more and more people realize or should realize there's a major difference between the principles of money management and the principles of financial planning. Yes, um, there are principles, and um, when when folks are planning, they have a lot of questions. And over the years, we've taught those principles. Many clients say the same thing, Linda. They say so often that the majority of their meetings are educational meetings where we're teaching basic principles that they never learned, they never heard of. We realize, of course, as the uh, the age has turned to more and more internet and more and more uh, uh, quick blitzes of so-called experts, the principles, the true principles get lost according to just things that people come into our office having heard of. And so they're looking for education. And most of our meetings with our clients through the years are educational meetings where we are teaching true principles. Well, Doug, there are certain principles that we teach, as you said, at Lewis Financial Management as folks are planning for retirement and planning uh, to retire wealthy and comfortable. And when folks envision retirement... What do they usually see that they're doing? Maybe it's traveling to a faraway place, or maybe it's uh, indulging in hobbies that you didn't have time to enjoy when you were working. And, uh, of course, when you're younger, that's when it's important to start saving, isn't it? But uh, the likely reality for most people is that... uh, They are at risk of being unable to cover their essential living expenses, and that is because they're not saving for the future. Well, the first principle I'd like to say is that it's important, isn't it, to get professional help? I really really want to underscore that, Lynn. That is the first principle that we have always talked. Don't try and do it on your own. It seems simple. You wouldn't go ahead and have brain surgery on your own go to a professional. You wouldn't do anything that's serious enough on your own. So when it comes to your 
financial independence, we always say the first principle is to hire a certified financial planner, one who is fee-based, one who is not going to be trying to sell you investments, but one who is knowledgeable, trained in all areas of financial planning, and will help you create a comprehensive financial plan and then stick to it. So that indeed is the first principle that we always uh, underscore at Lewis Financial. And fee-based, but not necessarily fee-only, right? Have you seen the Lewis Financial Management website? It's easy to get to, DougAndLinda.com. That's DougAndLinda.com. Let's take a caller now. All right, Keith, this is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can I help you this evening? Yes, good afternoon, sir. Under what circumstances may one withdraw from their IRA? I understand there's educational purposes, health problems, and or if you're planning to buy a residence. I would like to buy another home in another state, staying over one half year in that particular state. What's your income, Keith? Oh, half a million. All right, you've got a half million dollar income coming in, and your expenses, I'm sure, are less than a half million a year. Much less, yes. Then, uh, what is the? Now how much is in your IRA? Oh, probably about uh, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, something of that nature. Unless you retired from another company and you rolled over that old retirement plan into an IRA. Correct. Is that what happened? Yes, sir. Okay, then you have a rollover IRA. What you're remembering is that there are ways that you can go ahead and, re- and remove money from a retirement plan and not pay the 10% penalty tax. But this money has never been taxed, and the IRS will get its tax. The additional 10% penalty sometimes can be applied. Uh-huh. Now, you could get this money out because you're over 50, and we could do it in a series of systematic payments. But no matter how you get it out, you're going to pay tax on it. Okay. To take it out and pay tax on it now, I don't think that's the way that I would advise you. Hey, Keith, have you, have, have you ever worked with a financial planner? I did work with one at uh, one time, and there's uh-huh. good and there's bad. And I received your portfolio initially, and obviously uh, Mr. Lewis uh, has tremendous credentials regarding same. Uh, it's just that I want to give you a call and ask you a question over the phone. And we appreciate your calling. So, you know, if we can be of any further assistance to you, just give us a call. Okay. In the meantime, okay. have a pleasant evening. All Bye. right. Thank you, Keith. To any of our other listeners, if you have a question or if you would like to receive our introductory packet of information, I'll be happy to send it to you. Our number in Raleigh is 919-872-7000. That is USA 7000. If you have some financial planning concerns or questions about your situation, get a notebook and start jotting down some of those questions and work with a financial planner. You know, Lynn, uh, one of the things that uh, that Keith is remembering, and it's really interesting, the, the, the rules that happen on retirement plans and how to get around, or how to, I shouldn't say get around them, how to maximize the rules. Keith's question was not one that a lot of people have, but a lot of people want to know, is there a way to avoid the 10% penalty tax. And yes, there is a way to avoid the 10% penalty. Now, you cannot avoid the income tax when you take the money out because that money has never been taxed. But that extra 10%, which on taking out, you know, a significant amount is significant, right? can be avoided by using one of the very little known rules called the series of systematic payments. And 
the series of systematic payments will work, he could actually have set up, if he wanted to get money out, which he doesn't need to, but if he wanted to, he could set it up over a period of nine years and take the same amount out each year for nine years and avoid that 10% penalty. Well, Doug, uh, it's important, isn't it, to eliminate unnecessary spending? That's a principle. That is a principle. And the only way that you do that is by analyzing the expenses. And at Lewis Financial, one of the earliest principles that we teach clients is that all of your expenses break into three categories. They are your, we call them RMEs. These are your recurring monthly expenses. And then there are what we call the non-monthly fixed, the NMFEs, maybe like a semi-annual insurance payment. But a very big one is the third one. And these are the discretionary ones. And these are the ones that you've got choices over, whether you're going to go ahead and spend the money on this new toy or whether you're going to invested for your financial independence. So yes, that is the second principle that we always put in place is to analyze your expenses and focus on those RMEs, those recurring monthly expenses. We do that with the client and for the client. Now, earlier we mentioned that it is important to start saving early and saving money as soon as you start earning it. Now, that's a very important principle because so many of the clients now who are in their 60s with us began when they are in their 40s. And so they have the experience of seeing 20 years of starting. But we're encouraging many of their children to start even earlier. You know, the power of compound interest is an incredible power. It's not so much the more money you have, it's the more time you have to make that money grow. Just a little example. If a person puts in $350 a month and starts at age 25, they can accumulate over a million and a half dollars, almost a million and a half dollars under a 7% growth assumption. But if they wait and start not at 25 years old, but at 35 years old, they will only accumulate about half of that amount. So it is crucial to start early, and we're so happy to see many of our clients, uh, well, many of the young ones that are coming as new clients are willing to start accumulating in their 20s and in their 30s, uh, which didn't happen uh, back in the 80s. We didn't see that much, so I'm really encouraging that. That is a principle, start early. Another principle that we teach at Lewis Financial. And I do want to remind our listeners, Linda, that we do have a website we're very happy with. We'd invite you to go to our website, DougAndLinda.com. That's DougAndLinda.com. And there you can go ahead and see some of our principles being taught uh, on our website with video and audio. Now, another important principle is don't let saving be a choice. That is a crucial thing that we underscore very much, Linda, at Lewis Financial, because to many people, I remember in my early years, I would always tell people, well, uh, I think you need to really just start investing, putting your money aside. And they say, well, Doug, my problem is I'm going to do it every month, but it always turns out that I've got too much month and not enough money. I'm always planning to invest what's left over at the end of the month, but there's never anything left over. And so what we've learned through the years is it shouldn't be a choice. We have to go ahead and develop a plan where you pay yourself first and it doesn't 
become optional. You must be putting money aside on a regular basis. Maybe it's into your 401k or maybe it's into a non-401k on a pay yourself first after tax basis, but you get the power of dollar cost averaging and it becomes almost a regulation in your life because you are accumulating for yourself. It should not be a choice. It should be a regulation. Now, Doug, what about saving at least 10% annually? Well, I do know that it is a principle that a lot of people talk about. Even one of the books that we give away called The Wealthy Barber, they very often talk about the 10%. But I would like to underscore that it's at least 10%. Let's say a person, it's a a two-earner family, okay? Husband and wife and no children. Right. Okay. Dinks. Yeah, we call them dinks. Dual income, no kids. Okay. Well, and let's say they can live on one of the spouse's income. Then that other spouse's income should be invested. It should be saved. And that might end up being 40% of the combined dual income. Whatever it is, it should be done and the minimum should be 10% ideally 15% or 20%. That's where the certified financial planner can help you. That's what we do at Lewis Financial. We compute how much you can put aside into an automatic investment plan. So we're discussing what principles we teach at Lewis Financial Management to help you retire wealthy. I would have to say that Every single client of ours that we have had through the years has achieved the ability to retire wealthy. They all have, and it's not difficult. You can do it. You just need to know what are the principles and to get them in practice. Now, another principle, Doug, is that's important is to take advantage of the employer match because if you have worked uh, with your employer, uh, the odds are that they have either a 401k plan or a 403b plan, some kind of retirement plan that you have the option of participating in. And if indeed there is a matching employer portion, which is very common, so often we see the employer says that I'll match 50 cents to every dollar that you, the employee, put into your plan and maybe I'll do it up to 6%, something like that, then for sure don't give away that. Don't avoid taking that free money. They're giving you the money. But shockingly, we see many new clients coming to us and they just are not participating in the 401k to get that free money. That's just a, uh, that's, that's unexcusable in my opinion. Now, Doug, you know, of course, as folks go on uh, in their career, It isn't unusual to get a bonus or a raise, and it's important to save your raise and not spend it because when that money's available, what happens? You you can make a choice. Yeah, and you need to make that choice. You, You just need to have it there as an absolute. Your bonus is not to be spent. Your bonus, you've been living all year on without that bonus, so when that bonus comes, then you need to go ahead and get it invested absolute principle because you're doing it for yourself. Now, number nine, it's important that you're willing to take some risk. Uh, in the beginning, you want to have an emergency fund, and it could be like three three to six months of just money that you're going to 
Put your aside. living expenses, three to six months of living expenses. Exactly. That's an emergency fund. And beyond that, you need to have your money invested, understanding that there is risk. If you're with a certified financial planner who's giving you advice, then that's to be expected that you're going to be in investments that do have risk. Now, we need to understand how to handle risk, and you need to be constantly taught and educated about the different risks and the different types of investments. At Lewis Financial Management, we have something like a 14-step risk reduction methodology that we walk our clients through to let them see how we believe you can achieve your goals with the least risk, but you need to understand that you have to take some risk. If there's no risk, there's no reward, right? (laughs) That's right. Now, number 10, diversify your investments. So, you shouldn't put your entire retirement nest egg in one basket. No, you always want to have proper diversification. That's also called asset allocation, Linda. And again, at Lewis Financial, it's one of the things that we spend so much time teaching our clients is that the proper way to diversify. Yes, there's certain things we don't like. Yes, we have to admit that we do not like annuities. Annuities, we feel, are not uh, a wise use to accumulate for yourself. Uh, We also don't like you playing the stock market, buying individual stocks, speculating. But there needs to be proper diversification, and you need to understand how that diversification is structured. Another important principle is not to let fees eat into your investment returns. Fees are a very hot topic, Linda. They really are, because fees can be at the advisor level. So you need to, when you select your your, your certified financial planner whom you're going to hire, you need to compare his or her fees to what's out there. Uh, I know that we make it a very big point when new clients come to see us. We want them to see every fee that we charge and we want them to see how it compares to other uh, financial planners and to other money managers. And you need to be you need to don't be afraid. Don't be shy. You need to understand uh, what are the fees that you're paying. And then in the investments themselves, you want to make sure that you're getting the best investments with the least fees because you can have uh, internal fees inside of mutual funds that can be very high and they can be eating away at your return. So you always want the educational process to know what are the fees and are they eating into your investment returns or are they not? For a consultation with Doug or Deborah Lewis, call Lewis Financial Management at 919-872-7000. That's 919-USA-7000. Hi, Marty. This is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can we help you this evening? Doug, I have a question about if I should be uh, able to retire if I'm financially able to early, or do I need to continue to work up to my retirement age, you know, or does the Social Security look at the last number of quarters in determining the amount of Social Security to collect? Well, let's get a few facts. First of all, uh, first of all, how old are you, Marty? Fifty-five. You're fifty-five, and I. Uh, are you still employed? Well, you are employed. Of course, you are. You said so. So then, are uh, you married? I am. You're married, and, and any dependents at home or empty nest? Everybody's out of the house. Correct. Okay. Uh, How much have you accumulated right now in non-retirement investments? Well, I've got emergency funds, but I've also got multiple real estate. 
All right. So other than the real estate, which, of course, is uh, maybe income producing but not liquid, is there any investment portfolio other than your emergency cash? Well, I have your natural 401k and TSP programs. All right. Now, how much is in those accounts? About 90000 All right. So you've got about 90000 in your, we call those qualified plans. In your qualified plans, you've got 90000 In your non-qualified plans, well, you have nothing other than emergency cash, which is, how much is that? What, 15000 or something? That's correct. Okay. Uh, now, in the real estate, is your real estate income producing? It is. Uh, I have six homes and three are currently producing. One is on the market for resale. All right. Uh at age 62, you will have the first option to start drawing early Social Security. The answer to your question, however, isn't at what age. It starts with your living expense needs. Do you know what your lifestyle costs to support? What do you, what do you spend? What, what's, a, well, what's a good guess for uh, living with, expenses? Within two to 2500 All right, 2500 a month. I... 30000 a year. And what about the non-monthly stuff like vacations, clothing, gifts? I, I, can, I can do it within thirty five a year. Okay. All right. So 35000 a year. Uh, now, those six homes, or one's for sale right now, those five homes, what kind of income are they giving you? Um, I'd say about, they're actually giving me about twenty four to twenty five a month. All right, so they're giving you 30000 a month. Uh, is that net after expenses? That's correct. All right, so is your plan to let them be the bulk of your retirement income? That's correct. Well, then the rules are going to work like this. At age 62, you can then go ahead and start the, uh, taking reduced Social Security. The... Uh, if you wait until what's called your FRA, your full retirement age, then you can take your uh, the higher check, and that will be based upon the uh, previous or the the highest forty quarters. Right now, the, when you when you phrase your question, Marty, you said, "Can I retire now, or can I retire early in regard to Social Security income?" Are we getting the question right? Are you wondering whether or not you should take it at sixty two or? Full retirement age. Yeah, because he can't retire now. Because, yes. No, not, not exactly. You, you, you hit it when you hit the 40 quarters. My question is, is it the last 40 quarters or the highest 40 quarters with okay. working experience? All it's, right. it's the highest 40 quarters. That, that's pretty much the direction of my questioning. Okay. But yeah. Give uh, other now there's now. some yeah buzz, though. Yeah, let, go yeah, ahead. let me give you a yeah buzz. Um, what's the approximate value of the six homes? Exactly. That's what I want to uh, I'm about... Seven hundred. All right, about seven hundred thousand. Is there mortgage debt on that seven hundred thousand? There is approximately um, less than two hundred. All right, so there's about a half million dollars of uh, of real estate equity. Correct. All right, now that and do you have any children, Marty? I do. The w- well, there are two ways you could approach retirement that I can see. First of all. I would recommend that you consider seriously liquidating or selling the homes 
so that as you go through your retirement years, from your 50s to your 60s to your 70s to your 80s, and we do have some of our clients now that are already into their 90s, uh, that you have your your investment portfolio that's producing the retirement income in liquid investments that are far safer and require no management or anything. Was that your overall goal as each of these went up for sale? You said of the of the six, one is for sale. And then as each one is not producing, then you sell it and invest those proceeds? Well, actually, that one was is a flip. I've got a couple that I'm drawing income off of. That particular one is a flip. Once I sell that one, I plan on purchasing another and doing uh, rehab and, and continue doing flips. Okay, so, so it sounds like you're not planning on yes. retiring from real estate. You want to keep going with it. Yes, ma'am. All right. Go yeah. ahead. Back to your thought, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. I was going down another road for you, Marty, and I don't want to disagree with my daughter because she was going down a very good road. But where I was going was that if you have $500,000 of real estate equity and if you've been taking income from them, you're probably concerned about if you sell them, then you will have capital gains taxes, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. All right. I was going to suggest maybe you look for a way to sell them all and pay no capital gains tax because then you could get maybe $35,000 a year income increasing year by year for the rest of your life and your wife's life. Correct. Now, if you, and that you could, so you could start that immediately. You wouldn't have to uh, wait to age 62 or 65, you could do that immediately. If your living expenses are around 35000 you could go ahead and using a Section 664 trust, sell those properties and start producing an income stream of 35000 per year that would go on for the rest of both lives. And probably increase if you set up the what we call the payout rate on that trust. You would also be create uh, be controlling that trust. Right. That is definitely so, a strategy. Yeah, we have done that for a number of clients uh, because eventually you'll reach a point to where at your at a certain age you don't want to be managing real estate. You don't want to be playing the market. You don't want uh, the real estate market. It, it, it's fun for a while when you're in your fifties, but I have a number of clients that. Are, are saying okay? I'm I'm out of that game. It's just too risk, uh, and so forth. If you do, you have a pen on you, Marty. Yes, sir. Write down nine one nine eight seven two seven thousand. That's nine one nine eight seven two seven thousand. And call my office. Schedule an appointment. We'll get together face to face, and I can show you the mechanics of how the Section Six Sixty Four Trust would work in such a way that you would always be in total control of all of your investment portfolio, and you would have no taxes. Yes, sir. I've always heard about the quarters. I just didn't know whether it's the highest or the latest. I'm semi-publicly retired four years ago, and been dabbing in the market like I have been now, and I uh-huh. don't know whether I need to get back into the public workforce with number of years still left. And, uh, no, you don't. I had a question, though, Marty. Is your wife working? She is. Okay, so then uh, we have two household incomes, and depending on, you know, what you're feeling together as you get into retirement, is she going to want to 
be managing those houses with you or are you guys going to want to do some traveling? Uh, you know, who knows if there are marriages in the future. Anyway, whatever your questions are, write them down and please give us a call. And thank you so much for calling us on the air today. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Have a wonderful week. You too. Thank you. Bye now. For a consultation with Doug or Deborah Lewis, call Lewis Financial Management at 919-872-7000. That's 919-USA-7000. All right. We were discussing principles that we teach at Lewis Financial Management. Uh, well, the, the, last, the last one we said was stay the course. And if you're working with a certified financial planner, make sure that you have a well-constructed financial plan. Well... Number 13 is, Doug, what is the principle regarding getting tax-free retirement income with the Roth? With Roth IRAs? That's a very uh, tricky one because many people come in with wrong information. At Lewis Financial, we believe that you can get a powerful amount of benefit from from a Roth IRA if you're 40 years old or younger. If you're over 40 years old, We have found that we don't like the Roth IRAs. You don't have enough time to get the benefit of it. So these principles here allow us to look at your world individually. Each person's world is different, but the ability to go ahead and use a Roth, if you're young, under 40, can let you take out all of the growth tax-free. And that's very different from anything else. Yes, um, one of the important uh, features that we uh, provide for our clients is an analysis of where are your assets and are you in the right vehicles? Are you in a, a, a retirement plan that you understand and do you understand whether or not the advice that you've been given is proper for your personal situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because as you said earlier, some folks come in and they think, uh, someone told me about setting up an, a Roth IRA, and the person's like 55. And nobody really explained to them, how do you think it through? Is it right for me or wrong for me? The investing part is right, but where do you invest? That may be wrong. At age 55, I have serious concerns about Roth IRAs. Uh, But on the other hand, everybody's situation is different. At Lewis Financial Management, we do not have a one-size-fits-all approach to any client. All of our clients' worlds are constructed, their financial plan is constructed around their goals, their timelines, and their objectives. You're listening to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis on News Radio 680 WPTF. Well, Doug, another principle uh, that we like to look at is whether or not a person should invest in income generating real estate. Real estate has probably brought as much attention to our office through the years. Uh, of course, uh, we've seen good, bad, and ugly. Many people, they feel, oh, I can go ahead and just uh, buy a fixer-upper house, uh, buy it cheap, fix it, uh, and then sell it for a profit. Okay, that's one way. That's called flipping. We found out that can be a disaster for many people. Others feel, well, I just put my money into uh, real estate and then rent it up, and it will be producing for me uh, income throughout my retirement. We don't really like you 
risking anything in any one thing. So uh, we would much rather, we have no objection to real estate. We think real estate can be a wonderful addition to your investment portfolio, but we don't like you trying to do it on your own. We prefer the REITs, the Real Estate Investment Trust, because here, instead of putting, let's say, uh, $200,000 in one piece of income-producing real estate, you're a lot safer putting $200,000 into a real estate investment trust that has 50 pieces of real estate, all giving you the income. So if one gives you a problem, you're covered with the other 190, the other 49 pieces of property and so forth. But the principle that some people talk about, about shouldn't I go ahead and have and buy income producing real estate? We don't think that's wise. Even worse is the idea we are going to get rich quick by going into flipping real estate. Both of those, we think, are wrong principles that are out there. Have you seen the Lewis Financial Management website? It's easy to get to. DougAndLinda.com. That's DougAndLinda.com. You know, Doug, um, <clears throat> especially if you're you're young, well, you can be on either side of the spectrum. Maybe you're young, young couple, and the husband's working, and um, you need a little bit more income. And so maybe your wife is going to start a little business out of the home. But also on on the flip side, when you get closer to retirement, and if you haven't um, practiced these principles that you've said about saving early so that you have a larger nest egg to depend on when you retire, then it may be that you're going to have to work part-time or work a full-time job in retirement. But what should you do if you happen to be self-employed? Let's say you got downsized in the last, um, you know, layoff. And what hap- What should a person do if they're self-employed that might be beneficial to them? Well, the self-employed have special benefits allowed to them under the current tax law. Uh, it's wonderful because uh, you can actually open up your own retirement plan called a Simplified Employee Pension Plan, otherwise known as a SEP. Now, a SEP is very powerful because you can take 15% of your own income. Let's say that you make $200,000. You can take 15% of that $200,000 and put it into investments and reduce your taxes and never lose it because it's all under your own retirement plan. And then these contributions, they will grow in a tax-deferred environment. Uh, So the SEP IRA, that's a wonderful ability that the self-employed have. You can also do solo 401ks. There are a lot of things you can do, but I have learned through the years that the self-employed, they have even more need of a certified financial planner, such as Lewis Financial Management, because the income so often is what we call feast or famine, Linda. It goes up, it goes down, some months a lot of money, some months no money, and so forth. It certainly does. And Mm -hmm. so the question is, well, how do we make a plan to encompass this? And for those of you that are listening who are self-employed, be assured it can be done We do it for all of our self-employed clients. It can happen. You don't have to feel like it's not for you. Well, Doug, as folks are heading towards retirement, what about downsizing? Yeah, and I think it's probably uh, getting much more attention than ever before, Linda, because real estate has gone 
in many people's cases, it's become the largest asset they have. A lot of people live in a myth that they should buy as much house as they can afford and then end up buying too much house. But if you're in a financial planning relationship, such as many of our clients are, then uh, it may make sense to not wait until you retire to downsize. The kids may have already left the house and everything. You've got another 15 years that you want to be working. How about downsizing now, freeing up that cash, that extra equity in the home, and getting that working for you in your investment portfolio? Don't wait until retirement to downsize. Not only will you be able to get equity added to your investment portfolio, but you'll cut your cost of maintaining that larger house and you'll save the difference. You're listening to Money Matters with the Lewises. If you come to Lewis Financial Management to schedule an appointment, we will give you one of three books. The Middle Class Millionaire, The Wealthy Barber, or Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. These books are available. Should you call us, call us at Lewis Financial Management in Raleigh, 919-872-7000. That's 919-USA-7000. And visit our website at DougAndLinda.com. Hey, David, Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can I help you this evening? Um, we've got a meeting with our finance, um, with our financial advisor in a couple of weeks. Um, and among other things, we have, um, we have money in a couple of IRAs. Um, I've been, these are traditionals and, um, I've been from everything I'm hearing, um, um, from various people on the radio and stuff and things I'm reading, I'm wondering if a Roth IRA isn't a better way to go because of the tax-free gains. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself, and I'll see if I can uh, walk you through it. How old are you, David? Uh, 59. You're 59, and are uh, you married or single? Married. All right. How old your wife? 61. All right. And uh, are you over 59 and a half? No, not, not, 59. not quite there yet. But does it happen in this calendar year or next? Uh, it'll happen about September, October. <laughs> of this year? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, now, how much do you have in your IRA, uh, in, in all of your IRAs under your name? Uh, roughly roughly about 80000 80000 And how about your wife? Uh, well, that, that's including hers. Uh, I think hers is, um, hers is somewhere around uh, 80 and mine's, uh, mine's probably about 15 or so. All right. So let's take... Uh, Let's take hers. Hers is, you said, 80? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see what it would be. All right, hang on. Let me play with my little calculator here. All right, so let's say that you want to roll her IRA into a Roth IRA. And, and we, we actually, you can't legally roll it. What you have to do is you convert it. Mm-hmm by cashing it out and paying the taxes. So you're going to go ahead, she'll pay about, say, nineteen dollars or $20,000 in taxes, mm-hmm. and then you're going to put uh, the balance or put the money, even though you pay the taxes on it, you come up with the tax one way, and you go ahead and put the whole uh, amount into a Roth IRA. Uh, then, of course, at her age, she... The next five years of growth uh, uh, is tax-free if she takes it out. Mm-hmm. 
I generally feel that that's a game originated by the Internal Revenue Service to get more tax money in their pockets. I don't like writing a check for $20,000 because she doesn't have to write, she doesn't have to pay a penny until she is another 10 years till she's 70 and a half, right? Right. So to go ahead and give them $20,000 so that you can get your money out and I, I mean, the first eighty thousand has already been taxed. She can get that out tax free anyway. <laughs> so she she gets no benefit from the Roth until, except on the growth above it. And she's too old to get that kind of benefit. Now, if she were thirty five years old, it'd be a different story. Okay. But at this age, I I generally do not recommend Roth IRAs for anyone over forty years old. Okay. She may have, be very young-hearted, yeah. <laughs> even though she's 61, and okay. you're 59, so when yeah. you're 59 and a half, you won't have to face a 10% penalty. But I agree with Doug. You know, Why give the IRS any like money that, you, that you're not required to? The tax right. tail wag the dog. I mean, uh, eventually you're going to have to pay tax on it. But not that whole amount. But you're not required. No, no, and Lynn, even exactly. that, even that, he doesn't, she will not have to write a check for 20000 ever. She'll have to go ahead and pay tax on the RMD, As the required minimum distribution, right. which might be a couple thousand dollars of income as her minimum and pay tax on that. It'd be negligible. So I, 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 my advice would be do not go ahead. Uh, do you have another, any other portfolio that's not retirement, not IRAs? Um, yeah, but I couldn't give you any numbers on it. I don't, I don't really um, um, have looked at it lately. I don't have a clue where it is. Let me see now. At your age, is your, is your other investment portfolio, we call it the non-qualified, is it significant? Is, is it over a few hundred thousand dollars? Oh, no. Okay. Then uh, you're going to have to at probably, are you, oh, I didn't ask you if you're still working or retired. Still working. I'll probably have to work till I die. Dave, write down my office number, okay? Okay. All right. Write down 919 Okay. That's eight seven two seven thousand. Linda likes to say it's eight. It's USA seven thousand. Mm-hmm. But give me a call at the office. We'll schedule an appointment to get together, and I'll see if I can walk you through how long you will have to work. What strategies are available to you to achieve what's called financial independence? But I think you've probably got more options available than you think than you think you do. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Anything else, David? Uh, I guess not. All right. Well, you have a good evening. I'm looking forward to getting together and meeting you face to face. For a consultation with Doug or Deborah Lewis, call Lewis Financial Management at 919-872-7000. That's 919-USA-7000. Well, Doug, Linda, in Wealth Management Magazine, they were asking the question, what scares wealthy investors the most? Yeah, even the ultra-high net worth are kept up at night by life's two unavoidable constants, and that is death and taxes. Recent attitude studies have been surveying to gauge the behaviors and the concerns of the wealthy clients around the world. And they've been looking at issues ranging from investment decisions to succession planning. When asked to identify three issues that the ultra-high net worth investors find most pressing, they came up with succession or inheritance as the absolute runaway winner, followed by wealth taxes 
and the global economy. So those were the three most uh, dramatic pressing concerns for the ultra high net worth. Now, many are also very concerned about matters of inheritance and how their children will deal with the pressures of inherited wealth. There also seems to be a general lack of confidence in the capabilities of the next generation among the ultra-high net worth individuals. Actually, when pressed to identify why clients were so concerned about wealth transfer, a huge percentage of the respondents answered that clients feared their children wouldn't be motivated to go out and make their own wealth. They said that clients expressed doubts about their children's abilities to handle investments and to maintain that clients don't think that their kids are responsible enough with money. Many of the high net worth or the ultra high net worth families, they look to addressing these concerns by involving the next generation in the family business, maybe at an early age, a trend which was cited by over 60 percent of the respondents. On the advisory side, 87 percent of the advisors that were polled believe that ultra high net worth clients have taken an increased role in the management of their own wealth. A great deal of this increase is among the ultra high net worth women, whom 80% of advisors noted as having stepped up their involvement in family finances. That's really great to hear. It really is. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know? So Yeah, so what can you do? Well, you need to see us. See us at Lewis Financial Management because from the very beginning of your engagement with us, the engagement of our services, we promise by contract to include succession planning, helping design creative trusts for children, and intergenerational financial planning. And that's a huge part of every single plan for every single client. I would say a huge part of what we do for our clients is relieve a lot of these concerns. How do I have enough for retirement? How do I take care of my spouse or my children when I pass? How will my children handle the wealth that they inherit? All of these are common concerns. No matter, like you always say, Linda, plus or minus a few zeros, we're all the same. Exactly. And, you know, in, in the, these families that have a high net worth, they're, they're very comfortable in their lifestyle. And they're taking vacations and they're taking care of, um, you know, participating in philanthropy and, and volunteering and fundraising and, you know, taking care of grandkids and what's the next vacation. But... We never know what tomorrow will bring. So it's important to write down your questions. And if you're the patriarch or the matriarch of your wealthy family, you need to pause and think about what questions do I still have about our portfolio that I don't understand that my husband handles with the advisor. Right? That's right. Or what questions do I still have about our estate planning? Has it been updated? And nothing's one size fits all. So your situation, your questions, your concerns, those are going to be specific to your particular situation. So you want someone who's going to sit down with you in a confidential, private manner, um, a meeting, and go through each of those questions with you you so that you feel like you've gotten them answered. There are so many individual questions. Like you said, Linda, they're all different to everybody. Many of them are, well, what do I do now? It's the ones we call the land, rich, cash, poor, you know, all the assets. And I remember one client, uh, she was widowed, and her husband had something like 40 different little rent 
residential houses. And she didn't know what to do about that whole situation and everything. And when all these things are in front of her, to be able to have one person that can go to, such as a certified financial planner, then, of course, it takes the stress off, as Deborah said. That's right. And when the stress is gone, then you can go ahead with life as you want to. That's right. That is true. I think I hear the music, so we better sign off and say to, we will see you next week. Remember, your money matters because your financial future is at stake. Listening to Money Matters with Doug, Linda, and Deborah Lewis. Money Matters provides you with a personal financial hotline on any subject where money really matters. For more information, call Doug, Linda, or Deborah in Raleigh at 919-872-7000 or go to DougandLinda.com and listen again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for more Money Matters with Doug, Linda, and Deborah Lewis on News Radio 680 WPTF.